Hello everybody, and uh, this is a uh, the next episode of the year, um, and so this is the going to be the beginning of a three-part look at uh, one specific director's filmography, uh, as they've got a new release coming out. I'm sure you can figure out what it is just based on the title. So I hope you all enjoy. Hello everybody, and welcome back to another episode of At the Movies with William Fletcher. As per usual, I am your host, William Fletcher, and this is the beginning of a three-part look at the career of M. Night Shyamalan, because he's got a new film coming out at the beginning of February, and that's why I'm doing it now, so I've got the three weeks leading up to that, and so then the final episode, can, the third part can come out the week it's released. And uh, joining me for part one of this look uh, is Aaron Laffin, joining me again. Hello. And so for this week, I've split it up his career up and do yeah several parts. So this week, we're gonna I'm gonna briefly touch on Praying with Anger and Wide Awake. Aaron hasn't seen them, but I have, so I'll just quickly touch on those. And then we'll get into the bulk, which will be The Sixth Sense, Unbreakable, and Signs. Will be the main things we'll talk at talk about. So yeah, just to quickly before before we get into the films, and have you seen any of these films before? I don't think you have, have you? I haven't seen a single one of those films beforehand, so this this was the first time I've actually watched them. I've heard about them. Mm-hmm. I've seen scenes, like you know, I've seen like you know the classic in the Sixth Sense when you know, you know the classic I see dead people, you know, yeah, that classic line, you know the signs, the you know allergic, the dumbass aliens that are allergic to water, <laughs> um, uh, unbreakable, uh, you know just. Um, Mr. Glass himself, aka bloody yeah, Samuel Jackson. Uh, so quickly, praying with anger. It was Shyamalan's first film. It's a film he made, I believe, while he was in India. I assume so because there's lots of Indian people in it. That makes sense. Uh, it's not very good. The the version I watched, I could only find a version on YouTube, and it's like 360p. It's like it's it's not good. Don't watch it unless Ooh. you're a completionist. It's four out of ten. It's bad. And then Wide Awake was his second film. It's like a, there's a, it's about like kids at a um, praying with anger is like a romance thing. It's like a new kid at school and he plays the kid. And much Shyamalan's got this thing where he puts himself in every movie he's in, which is arguably a detriment. And then yeah, Wide Awake. Uh, I don't remember who he is in Wide Awake, but it's like this kid. He's at uh, like a Christian school or whatever, and it's also similarly not very good. Uh, five out of ten. I'm only watching them because I'm doing it for this. Uh, I probably watch them anyway, just as a completionist thing. But I was not a big fan. Now let's get into the good films. The Sixth Sense. Aaron messaged me <laughs> immediately after he watched it, like. You you didn't know the ending. You didn't. We're gonna no, just go I didn't straight know into the it. Ending. Yeah, and uh, like at the end, I was like, "What?" <laughs> I, was like, I was like, my mind was blown. I was like, "What?" And, and then and then thinking back, I was like, "Oh my god, the signs were there!" Like yeah. you know, like you couldn't see his reflection in, and no one was paying attention to him. Like no one mm-hmm. was noticing him. Like you yeah. think it'll be. You see a dude running, chasing after a kid, and you think somebody would, you know turn and look but they all just walked right past them and all that yeah you know? it's just the signs were there it's just i didn't pick up to them until the reveal and then i looked and i thought about it and i was like oh my god you know 
that's surprising to me that you didn't know the twist beforehand because this is like one of the most iconic twists like ever in a film it's like i know and i'm surprised you didn't know it's it's like you know some you know films like fight club and empire strikes back and psycho you know like you know the twist before you even see it and i'm glad i'm glad i didn't know about the twist yeah you know because that that i generally had like a just like a oh my god what (laughs) reaction to it yeah I, I, it wasn't like i was not expecting to be dead and i was like what yeah so yeah you messaged me and then you said the ending and then you said holy shit <laughs> yeah because <laughs> it was just like yeah i mean i knew the twist beforehand uh so i watched it like a couple years ago and I at the time I really really liked it and you know I rewatched it yesterday and I still really like it but I don't like it as much on this second watch personally I I think it's an excellent film but it is a film where the twist honestly I'm uh, I'm a little bit of a sucker for twist endings like that a little bit for like you know he was he was actually a ghost this whole time you know I I don't mind that kind of ending uh, yeah. those twists well Plus that's really shit ones <laughs> <laughs> well that's what Shyamalan has, has has made has built his career around like every film he's made to date yeah. has a twist, twist ending, ending. Uh, which is like a is a good way to differentiate yourself but it also can lead to a certain level of like annoyance because it's like everyone's like everyone's like okay I know there's going to be a twist in here you know, and if I think it's this, but then it's not, and people get, you know, and we'll talk about the tweet. We're gonna go, yeah, full spoilers, uh, as we always do on here. Um, yeah, like I really, really like the sixth sense, and like, yeah, it was like the twist because I knew the twist beforehand, so that wasn't the part that bothered me. It's just seeing the clues the second time around weren't as interesting. I felt also to to briefly also touch on the some of the the horror elements, you know, the the scares and stuff weren't quite as scary and i and it i i mean i I still really like it and overall i think it is a really really great film and um i think there's a lot to love about it you know i think it is a really good example of you know like it's it is legitimately scary Mm. in a way that horror isn't a lot of the time for me anyway yeah i personally didn't find it scary what gets me in a horror movie is suspense leading up to it. Mm-hmm. Like I, I know it's coming, but I don't know when it's coming. I like that kind of suspense. Mm-hmm. Um, as long as it's not like a jump scares, jump scares yeah. rarely get me. Uh, like rarely. Yeah. Um, but like, I do get it that of its time, that would be definitely a scary, a pretty scary movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I. I thought the practical effects were really nice. They weren't like over the top. They were very yeah. It's it's. Very, so I would say some simplistic. Yeah, and more but, realistic, arguably. Like, but realistic, yeah. Because you know, I mean, it's a film about ghosts, but the people who are yeah dead, uh, you know, have like there's a woman who like burnt. You know, there's people who are who've been hung because the school used to be like a oh. courthouse or whatever. The one, the one that shocked me the most was the the kid that was like a little bit older than um, what's his name um, um Cole, right? Yeah, Cole. And the yeah, ghost yeah. that was a little bit older than him, and like he he says, oh, come over here, let me show you my dad's shotgun, 
oh, this is where my dad keeps his gun. And then you turn, he turns around and you see like, he's got a hole in his head practically. Like, mm-hmm. you don't actually see like a hole, but you see that there's like chunks and blood and all that. And I was like, ooh, damn, that's some good practical effects. And I was like, that's, that's some decent, that's when I was like, really like, that's some decent ma- uh, makeup right there, some decent practical effects. Yeah. Um, I think the film really has a, a, a level of, it's very subtle when it wants to be. It's not yeah, in a way that certain horror films are where it's just like, you know, it's not like a slasher film where there's just people, there's just people being cut up, you know, every 15, 20 minutes or so. It's like, it's more, yeah, you're seeing these ghosts and this, and you know, if they're walking like in the background or something, or there's like just a, an eerie. Yeah, I, I love the subtleness of it. It's very subtle in some points yeah and i feel like that improves the movie i also thought the acting was pretty good especially the little kid the kid that played cole mm-hmm. yeah well that, i guess he that's... was so good yeah well that, that's a good segue yeah uh, to talk about the acting um because yeah i think Haley joel osmond who's cole uh i think yeah he he gives an excellent performance probably one of the best maybe the best child performance i've ever seen and i'm often very critical of child performances because a lot of them aren't particularly good um, good <laughs> yeah but i think he does a lot he, he he he's you know when he's like screaming and yelling he's not overplaying it like it played at like a, a, a very good level and you know he he genuinely sells the fear you know like when he says i see dead people you know, like, he, he yeah. genuinely has that fit. And I think making it a kid, like, I think putting a kid in a horror film is a great idea because you feel more tension, you know, because if it's just an adult, you're like, oh, okay, that's not that bad. But when there's a kid, you're like, oh, yeah, I don't want this kid to get hurt because generally people care more about kids doing all right than they do adults. Yeah. And uh, also Bruce Willis in the lead, one of the best Bruce Willis performances, I would say. I think he does a lot... I, I, you know, and when he finds out that he's, you know, dead, I think that's a great... He, he, he goes, yeah, he goes for a little bit of a, like, a panic attack almost, and then he mm. calms down a little bit, I think, and then all of a sudden he just full on, he, he accepts it, and he's like, sweet, I've managed to do what I failed to do earlier. Mm. He really, he goes from being panicked, at, coming to the realization that I'm dead, to I accept it. You know, and I really like that. That's some really good acting on his part. Yeah, and he, Solid yeah, I and um, yeah, I think he does a really great job with it. I think Bruce Willis can be a really good actor when he wants to be, uh, and he's now Definitely. retiring because of, you know, he's just memory is and he's going like a degenerative thing. Uh, yeah, how old is he now? He's like he's got. A bit, I think he's like sixty something. Um, let me check. Something? Just. Uh, Bruce Willis is 67. 67? Oh, yeah. That's a decent run. Decent run. Yeah, and he's yeah retiring now because he... Uh, I, I, got a, I, got, I don't remember what it was called again, but he's got he's a, like a aphasia, aphasia, which is a type of disorder, it says here, caused by damage to the area of the brain that controls language expression and comprehension so basically he's forget he's forgetting things like he's his memory is going and he's not as uh good at speaking as what he's like losing his ability to speak and sort of remember which is such a shame yeah it's always unfortunate when an actor you know and 
whenever you get yeah any form of degenerative disease that will that will you know permanently fit like i don't know if he'll die from it or anything but it's basically taking away his career you know what i mean i know he's been acting for a long long time but you know he is a really good actor when he wants to be and i like seeing him in things you know i mean he's I mean, everything he's done for the past however many years hasn't been particularly good. You know, he's been in, like, when they made the announcement that he was retiring, he had, like, 11 films that were set to come out, and they're all, like, direct-to-video, like, he probably shot his scenes in, like, a day and a half or whatever just to get them done, to do as much as he can in the limited time he has, because yeah. maybe he was aware that he has this thing and it's going to uh, take away from yeah. him. And we'll and we'll also talk, touch a bit more on Bruce Willis's acting in uh, Unbreakable as well because he's in that. Uh, but I think yeah, The Sixth Sense. I think he does a really good job. And also, I really like Tony Collette in this. She's um, Cole's mum in this. I think she does a, a lot of uh, really good bits yeah. of acting. The the scene towards the end with um, Cole and his mum in the car and they're having that like conversation. And there's like that woman who like was on a bike and she died or whatever Nicole yeah. like that was that's a really great scene and and Shyamalan himself said that I, I, I remember where I heard it. I think it must have been like an audio commentary track and he was talking about how that scene originally had music in it but he decided to take the music out of it because it detracted from it and so that's and so that scene is you know completely silent which I think is the right choice because I think just sort of sitting in it and listening to these two people talking i think works a lot better uh, than if there was music because that sort of could distract you from like sort of a, a scene like that you know uh, the sort of emotional conclusion for those characters yeah definitely definitely good uh, i feel like that end scene was a pretty good like just ending in general the ending ending in general of the movie was really good but that particular scene when she comes to realization like you see that um you know in her face she's like oh god my son's crazy and then she comes to realization when paul starts talking about um his grandmother mm-hmm. yeah oh, wait no this is legit yeah and then that's when the tears come down and all that kind of stuff yeah because you know throughout the entire film you know cole's been saying all this stuff you know he's he was like early on in the film where he's like yelling at the teacher calling him like stuttering stanley or whatever because he you know because he he sees the ghost and everything like he is and you know all the kids make fun of him because he's clearly like to them you know he's mentally unstable from their perspective you know and and um i think that it really i just the kids were assholes in this who were bullying uh, Cole. I, I... Aren't kids always assholes, though? Yeah, no, it's just like locking him it, in a it, dark cupboard, a... like, come on, like, that's going way too far. Yeah, but also kids are assholes. In all, all, in all these movies, or even in real life, kids are assholes. <laughs> yeah, um, it's so, yeah, and thus makes uh, well, me hesitant on whether I want to have him or not, because I'm like, do I want to raise a kid who's going to be a, you know, he's going to do this kind of shit? I mean, you know, I've got time to think. It doesn't matter. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so this film uh, was uh, was beloved by everybody. I, I think we should talk about the critical and, and, and audience reception. Everybody loved this movie, you know, and, and Shyamalan's career. And it's interesting to see the amount of hype and 
like love that Shyamalan received after this film came out because people were like, oh, I can't wait to see his next film. And then he sort of had the middle part of his career where people were like, I don't want to see anything he makes because he's just made bad films the last few times. And now people are like, oh, do I want to go see it? And I'm like, I, I think overall, like I haven't seen his bat really bad films yet because, you know, I just avoided them for a while and I will be watching them for next week's episode. So, uh, uh, but I think Shyamalan is a real, I think the direction of this is really, really great. I think uh, that he does a lot because again, it's not, there's not a lot going on really. It's not like a very big movie. It's just sort of a very sort of smallish film that just has ghosts in it as well, you know? The movie RRL just really hits in the ballpark, you know? It really mm. hits out of the ballpark. It has a good twist to it. It's got good visual effects, good acting, um, the setting, the music. Just everything about it was just really good and terrific, I feel like. Mm. I feel like it's one of the movies that made his career, you know? Yeah. Like, it is the thing that really made him a big deal, you know? And I, and I don't really because I've talked about this before, of how filmmakers, at a certain period of time, they could make films and they could get them, you know, put... Because of the way cinema is now and the way that the industry has changed, you know, there's, like, only, like, a handful of major studios. So, like, there's Disney and there's Warner Brothers, there's Paramount, there's Universal, and those are kind of, like, the main big ones. It's, like, A24, but that's a much smaller company. And it's just, like... Could like the six like a film like the Sixth Sense be made and be profitable now? And I don't know if it could, to be honest, because I think no, I don't think it could be either. Um, like a a satur- a sort of like because you know films make money now, but like if you look at like the highest grossing films of last year, they were they most of them were like sequels. You know, Avatar two, Top Gun two, Jurassic World three. You know. Um, Doctor Strange uh, 2, you know, Thor 4, you know, all the big Black Panther 2, you know, and, and I don't have a, and I don't dislike blockbusters or, or that sort of, and I, and I don't have a problem with them making money, it's just, you know, it makes it harder for other filmmakers to... For the small time. Yeah. yeah well, and, you know, if even well, if something I, on Netflix, you know, that isn't also, that it, I also isn't a guarantee, you know, the films that really get the push on Netflix are from big name directors, you know, like Martin Scorsese and ryan johnson and you know filmmakers like that who have established themselves pre this sort of era where i've got a bit of a hot take honestly um i feel like a lot of modern films are just meh yeah I there's, there's, there's some good movies that have come out recently don't get me wrong but a lot of movies that i've i i haven't been excited for a lot of movies lately that have been coming out Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I see a trailer for a movie and I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I think that, and I, you know, I, I watch movies all the time. I like going to the cinema, but a lot of the time, you know, I go to see a movie that isn't like a big, like, you know, Marvel film or DC film or, you know, from a big name director. I like, you know, I went to see, um, like, I'm trying to think of a film I saw recently. Like, I went to see The Lost King, which is a film... It's, it's also a British film, so it makes sense that why there weren't a lot of people just seeing it, you know. But I think the cinema, you know, and there's still... Like, there's great films that are being made, you know, and, and, and sometimes, you know, great films see... 
you know, get massive audiences, but a lot of the time it's, they just get a lot of really great, you know, like everything everywhere all at once. I saw, when I saw that last year, you yeah. know, it was a packed cinema. I, you I know, feel like what we were getting at with that conversation is that there's not going to be movies like this in the modern era. Yeah, well, I don't. I think there still will be. They just really? won't do as well anymore. Like the Sixth Sense did remarkably well for also for a horror. F- like you know, people love horror films, but it's often the most just like oh. generic shit. Like it's never all the ones I hear people talking about are always the bat. Like you know, a crap. And I don't understand why. I know why studios keep making them because they make money, but it's like, can we just get some good horror films made? Like, horror's a genre. There's no subtlety in, in a lot of horror. It's often just jump scares or, or in-your-face violence. There's no oh. subtlety. In a way, that like, the, like, the Sixth Sense is a bit violent, you know? There's dead people and everything, but they're not... It's not like it's someone not just... over the top. And, it, and it's not one that just, like, jumps out at you and is like, ah, you know, you, you don't get anything like that. It's just something as subtle as they walk in the background or, like, like a, one of the, like one of the best shots of the film is when um, Cole was talking to uh, Malcolm, who is Bruce Willis's character, and in the background, up the stairs, you can see, like, the three bodies hanging. Like, that's a great yeah. shot. Like, that's just yeah. really great, subtle horror. And you just don't get that. You just don't get that with horror oh. anymore. And, uh... Um, I feel like horror's just... They're really struggling in movie-wise at the moment. Mm, yeah, and also I, I want to bring this up. The Sixth Sense was the high, second highest-grossing film of 1999, which is really yeah, surprisingly because again, what? horror doesn't get that much anyway. Much it isn't attention, a sequel. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, sixth highest-grossing um, film, the... second highest-grossing film of of 1999. Shit. That's that's really good. Yeah, the first one I being Star Wars: The Phantom Menace, which that makes sense. Cause okay, yeah. It was Star Wars sense. coming that's back, yeah. But the Sixth Sense, you know, it it grossed higher than films like Toy Story Two, The Matrix, American Beauty, Austin Powers Two, World Is Not Enough. Like it, it made a lot of money for a film that's not based on any IP. It's like it's a, and it's a horror film too. It, it that already feels I feel like limits it in terms of who can see it because not everyone is into horror. You know, I think it's it's very well deserved I, to be that. You know, definitely it has. Like what I love about the movie also is that it's got a little bit of a little bit of psychological horror with the subtleness to it. Um, yeah. It kind of messes a little bit with your head, a little bit. Like, there's a couple of scenes when, you know, the uh, ghosts just walk past. Yeah. yeah, Or you just start hearing them, but you don't see them. Yeah. Like, that's really... And, like, I feel like that's when horror really starts getting to its best, is when it just messes with you, not just... It it doesn't, like, full-on, like... You know, like, jump scare, ah, you know, it's like, yeah. it slowly messes with you over time a little bit, but, like, uh, one of my favourite horror movies, Event Horizon, awesome sci-fi horror movie, has Sam Neill, it's psychological horror, mm. great stuff, so, like, I feel like that's what Sixth Sense really shone on, mm-hmm. uh, was that it had a little bit of that psychological horror aspect to it yeah. that made it, you know, what it is. Yeah. Yeah, I'm always in. I'm always a fan of subtlety. It's, it's something like a horror where I think subtlety works a lot better because 
I just, yeah, it's very much subtlety works. Like, and I'm not against things being big and out there and everything, but I'm like, I'm okay if a film isn't, you know, being, you know, subtlety works as well. Um, if you think about it, you don't actually see a lot of ghosts throughout the movie. You don't see as many as you think you do. Um, no, there isn't don't, as many. Like, uh, uh, yeah, um, like uh, most of the time it's if you just, if you don't count Bruce Willis's character um, <laughs> as a ghost. Though most of the time for that, the movie, you just see his character and Cole um, mm. talking. Yeah. And, you know, communicating to each other and all that kind of stuff. And every now and then, that you might see like a ghost or something like that, or something appears, you know, yeah. and disappears. Yeah, there's... you don't. Mm. They don't oversaturate it, you know. Yeah, it knows Eyes when growing. to have scares as well. It's not trying to have a you know a scare every five minutes or whatever. It it really knows when to play off the horror and when to uh, re- restrain itself, I guess. And certain, uh, yes, yeah, certain films don't do that. I, I also want to touch on how, yeah, this film was received really well, and it received six Oscar nominations at the following year's Oscars, which, again, is strange, because horror, again, the, the Oscars don't really nominate horror films that much, because... I don't know why they don't nominate horror films, they just don't. So it was nominated for Best Picture, Best Director, Best Supporting Actor for Hayley Joel Osment, Best Supporting Actress for Toni Collette, Best Original Screenplay, and Best Editing was the uh, awards it, nominations it received, rather. It, it didn't win any, but it was nominated for uh, for some... For, and, the, you know, fairly major awards. It's kind of surprising that Bruce Willis didn't get a nomination for Best Actor, because I think, yeah, as I mentioned before, I think he gives a fantastic performance in it. Um, not his best performance of, like, his career, but it, he is really, really good in it. And I think the film, definitely. he definitely helps make the film work better. Like, if he was, if it wasn't him and... Because he is, like, half what well, half, half the film, basically. Like, he, he we, we sort of follow his journey, and he's the one who has, you know, the twist you know, the twist is to do with him. They expect that twist. Um, which, mm. looking back, I'm like, how didn't I expect that twist? It was so obvious, but so not obvious at the same time. And I was like... Yeah. It's, I don't know how I didn't... I've heard um, people say that they think the film sort of lives and dies on that twist. Like, the film's only... People only think it's a great film because of the twist. And I don't really agree. I think it's a great film, and no. the twist is just a nice little ending point for it. Yeah, like, because some films I do, I, I do agree with the point that, like, it's only as good as it is, or considered as good as it is because of its twist, like, or, or of, a, of a big moment at the end of the film. Like, uh, I, what, I mean, an example I, I, go, I, I, I will go to is, um, I assume you are aware of the episode of Futurama where Fry's dog dies? Yeah. Yes, I think like I think it's a really great episode of that show, but I think people consider it to be like uh, one of the best just because of the ending montage. And I'm like, yeah, it's a it's a like it's a great moment. Like it's it's a very emotionally affecting thing, but 
the episode sort of leading up to that isn't quite as good as that. It's, it's like the beginning of Up as well. Up is another example where yeah. the opening 10 minutes are really great and then people sort of use that to judge the rest of the film and I don't think that's quite fair because I think the rest of the film's kind of a bit not as good. Like, it's still a really good really? film and everything. Like, I still I... think it's a really good film and all, but it's like, it's not one where I'm like, oh, this is like a, you know, 10 out of 10 film like it's you know it's really it's quite good but i think it it sort of peaks very that's that's what it is it peaks very early on and yeah yeah, i i think and people do that all the time with movies and tv shows you know they they rate something very highly and i'm like it's not as you sort of you know, if you leave, you know, in like same, you know, films, if it leaves you on a happy note, you know, and makes you feel happy as you leave, the, you know, after watching it, then that can affect you too. And you think, oh yeah, the movie was great, I loved it, just because of you know a good ending or whatever. Um, but I don't think the Sixth Sense is like that. I think the film is very good throughout. It's yeah, got got great bits of tension, got great horror. I think in terms of how Definitely. it's put to. And how it's definitely put, a solid film in general yeah like in terms of how it's put together i think you know it look you know there's some great you know really quite effective shots especially when it's yeah do, going into the sort of horror elements of it like i yeah i think it's a really really great film honestly it's, it's, it's just really good i think the next i think we should start talking about the next film yeah uh do you want to put a rating on the sixth sense first out of ten oh. Uh, I, I give it a solid 8. Oh, okay. I was expecting it to be a little higher, but that's all right. Solid 8. That's fair, though. I think an 8's fair. Uh, I give it a 9. It, I, I originally had it down as a 10, but this rewatch bumped it down. It wasn't quite as good as I thought, and there's a couple bits that don't quite work for me. Mainly in the horror area, there's a couple moments that I'm like, oh, that's not that scary, and that it's and it doesn't quite work. Well. But, like, it's still a really great film. Like, I can't deny that, that it is a great film. So, yeah, moving on to Unbreakable. And I was really looking forward to rewatching Unbreakable because I felt like my opinion would change on it. Since you haven't seen it before, I... what did you think of it? At first, uh, I wasn't too sure. I, I didn't think Bruce Willis' acting was the best during this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, I feel like he was a little bit weak. Uh, and there were some points in the movie that I was like, okay, that's that's weird. Like when his son all of a sudden just pulls the gun on him. I'm like, <laughs> I was like, all right. Okay, that's it came out of nowhere, like, oof. like you know, they foreshadowed the gun, and I was like, oh, well, the, you know, and that's all that happens with the gun is that oh, his son grabs it and points it at him and goes, I'm gonna shoot you to <laughs> prove that you're invincible. And um, I do like Samuel Jackson's um acting. I feel like his acting really amped the like at the end the ending the end like at the like the i would say like halfway to a little bit over halfway um Mm. that's when the movie started to get really interesting for me like at Um, which point like is that like a specific scene just after the uh scene of his son going 
I'm gonna prove that you're invincible, you know? <laughs> okay, so, yeah, about a little over halfway or so. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it really like, clicked into gear and came together for you after yeah, that. That's <laughs> when it, yeah, that's when it really, I feel like after that, then it was like, oh, yeah, okay. And I love the, twi- you know, the, I actually like the twist ending for this um, film that, uh, you know, that bloody Mr. Glass um, caused all the disasters, and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> you're, you're, you're just saying this old-ass cripple, no offense, not to use those... <laughs> old, uh, old-ass man, he's, you know, got this bone, like, wears black leather and purple, has an afro... And walks around with a glass cane, <laughs> stuck onto a train, and collapsed it, uh, caused it to derail, or uh, caused uh, uh. stuck onto and snuck into a fucking hotel and caused a fire, <laughs> or bombed a bloody, uh, you know, airplane. I'm like, hold on, hold on, hold on. I need to get caught. <laughs> Yeah, apparently not. Well, I mean, when he's on, when he they gets off the train, they sit the guys like, "Hey, no passengers allowed," and they never. Then yeah, that guy yeah, dies. You you, so they never. Yeah, but you don't think like, if I saw somebody that looks like a bloody supervillain walk out of somewhere, I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna check everything. I'm gonna, I'm gonna delay everything. I'm gonna check everything because mm-hmm. you know he already looks like a villain. He already looks like a supervillain. Mm-hmm. So I would have gone like. I would have checked the shit out of that train. We would have checked that there was everything was working. But other than that, I actually did like the twist. The twist was actually a really good twist. <laughs> um, although I am making fun of it, uh, I did like the twist. It, it was. Um, I love Samuel's um, acting in this, um, and I love the little bit like you know, everybody had that. You know, a hero must have a villain to fight against, and usually that villain is the opposite of the hero. You know, and mm-hmm. usually they start off as friends like me and you. Yeah. I, I like that whole monologue at the end. Uh, that was a cool monologue. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wouldn't say they were friends though. No, more acquaintances. Acquaintances. Plus, possibly but... friends until he he was like, oh yeah, I killed all those people. Like, he willingly yeah, gives himself like, up. He's like, yeah, shake my hand. Because he knows he can sense and all that. But also, 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 I'm, all of a sudden I'm thinking of that Goofy meme. The meme, you know, like, you know. It's Goofy just went, killed a bunch of people and he's like, I'll do it again! I'll fucking do it! You know? That, that's what I'm thinking is, but it's just Samuel Jackson. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, dude. Samuel Jackson is Goofy, murderous Goofy, going, I'll do it again! I thought it. Was, I thought uh, first half was pretty meh, and mm-hmm. second half was pretty good. Was when it picked up, and I thought, oh yeah, this is actually pretty alright, pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I love this film. I think it's. Uh, I'd I'd say it's the best film Shyamalan's made. Really, I really I, really loved it. I would have thought Sixth Sense, honestly. Well, yeah, for the for the what for the last couple of years, it has been the Sixth Sense has been my favorite. But rewatching it on Break Closer, like this is just like a perfectly plotted film. I love the the whole deconstruction of comic books and superheroes, you know. And then this is a film that yeah, 
I, I would agree that part of the film was also pretty good. It's also weird, though, because this is before the superhero genre had really kicked off. Like, this was before the Sam Raimi Spider-Man films, the Nolan Batman films, the MCU, the DCEU. Like, this is, like, before, you know, all the big comic Every. book films that we, you know, consider. And so, yeah, at the time, people were kind of confused and didn't, re- and didn't really like this film as much because it was just, like different and they were just like huh this isn't you know what i because everybody had seen the sixth sense and we're like oh great he's gonna do another you know horror and and then he just doesn't do that i'm like huh i think it works really well though i think it um i'm a big fan of what they yeah do with the film i think it's i mean straight up it's jumped up into my top 25 of all time like it's i think it's that good and i really really there's so much that's great about this film i mean yeah samuel jackson is fantastic in this film i I think he's a really great actor and this is probably his best performance and i've seen like a lot of what he's done and he kind of feels like he plays himself a bit at times yeah look even in his most like even in some of the movies that are like his like the worst movies he's been in, like he, I feel like his performances are always the best performances mm. out of that movie. Like for instance, um, snakes, snakes in a plane. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I love Gold classic. I feel like it was the best part of the movie. Yeah, um, I know. It's, I uh... feel like, um, Star Wars. I fucking love Mace Windu. You don't even see that much at Mace Windu, but I fucking love Mace Windu. Mm, the it's only awesome. one with a purple lightsaber. I know. And, you know, mind you, he also got um, Beth engraved on it. Um, mm. So, you know, that's kind of funny. Yeah. But, like, I feel like just Samuel Jackson's just a really good actor, and even if it's a shit movie, his his performance is usually just the highlight of the movie. Yeah, you know, and, uh, yeah, I think Samuel L. Jackson is great. He's probably the best performance in the film, but I think Bruce Willis is really good in this. Again, I think this is probably the best Bruce Willis th- film performance. Uh, I think it really showcases his acting talents because, you know, he's sort of been doing, like, action films a bit more, like, yeah. recently, and then... and um, But this and The Sixth Sense, because this came, like, directly the year after The Sixth Sense came out, so it was, like... You know, it was very much fresh. Sixth Sense was fresh in everybody's minds, you know. And I, yeah, I really, really love Unbreakable. I think there's so many great scenes in the film. I think the introduction oh. scenes to um, Elijah Price, Samuel L. Jackson, and David Dunn, Bruce Willis' character, which are the two sort of opening scenes, are great. I feel like Bruce Willis's acting, there were some good points. There were some parts that I felt were a little bit not his best work mm-hmm. but I, again up to that second half of the movie uh, i feel like that's when he's he really hits his stride in the movie and i feel like that's when like mm-hmm. his acting really is good um, yeah he definitely kicks uh, into another gear yeah when he sort of like starts whole... to embrace the his powers and everything and starts becoming the superhero yeah yeah like i will admit his the acting during you know the Fucking his son pointed the gun at him. I really think that acting was really good because he was actually really does panic. He, he, yeah. he really sells that panic. Like, holy shit, my son's just pointing a gun at me for no reason. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, and he's like, you know, at the end, how both him and um, the mum, who I forgot the na- name of, but how they both like collapse to the floor, and then like his son also collapses to the floor. Like, how, like they actually sell that exhaustedness over that stressful situation. Yeah, Robin um, Wright is, plays Audrey, who is David's oh, yeah. wife, and the whole fight scene kind of. Like, with, yeah, um, you know, <laughs> it's kind of, Yeah, with the the gender. Yeah, uh, well. Yeah, I I, I, I actually kind of like that because it shows that he he really doesn't get injured. Yeah, because, you know this this guy's like really like going into him. You know, like yeah. he's doing like proper like elbows. Like he he's and putting he's, like yeah, his he hand to his fist and slamming. Well, yeah, he's slamming in the wall and all that kind of stuff. And he's like just you know. His character is Bruce Willis's character is just, you know, taking it and no damage whatsoever. And I'm like, yeah, this is this is pretty good. Um, I like the fact that his weakness is water. Um, what is with M Night having things <laughs> water though? I don't know. I, but, I didn't yeah, make that connection, but yeah, you're totally right. Yeah, water. And uh, then he did um, but, Lady in the Water was was one of his next films. Avatar, yeah. and that's one of like, the things in Avatar. Like, that's one of the... Uh, Avatar the Lost Airbender, that is, of course. Yeah. yeah. yeah I, I, look, I'm not watching that. I refuse to watch that. That's um, fine. I'm not, I've got someone else who's going to suffer through that with me. Maybe, maybe if you, maybe, you know, give me like an hour or so of my life back somehow after watching <laughs> it, then sure. Mm. Um, but, yeah. Um, but, yeah. I I like the water weakness in this. I don't mind it. Yeah. I, some, mm-hmm. it, because it's... He, he's supposed to be like this invulnerable something, but it's just a simple thing as, you know, he gets put in water. He... he it's, it still affects him. He still can suffocate from water and all that yeah. kind of stuff. And well, I think that's... Which, yeah. means, which kind of, if you think about it, is also he can suffocate in general. Mm-hmm. Um, Possibly. So, yeah. But I just, I really, I like that weakness, that it's such a easy and simple weakness. I, I, I really like the movie. I like the opening scene where we see Elijah Price, uh, his, well, the post-birth, and we find out that his arms and legs have been broken i'm like that's like so horrific just that idea yeah. that a baby can is going through that pain and just like the knowledge of like how awful is that i really like that his character has that particular disorder that's a very yeah. not a well-known disorder not a lot of people know about it surprisingly mm-hmm. um you think there would be a lot more information about it out there. Like a lot of people more. Yeah. I was just yeah, um, looking up to, yeah looking at it a bit, and it's like yeah, there's the there's the four different types, and it just there's like apparently people born with type two typically cannot breathe, and then they die very young yeah. because of it. But then, and apparently it can cause broken bones before babies even born, which is just horrific. Like the knowledge that a baby oh. can you know, be you know. You know, it doesn't even have. It doesn't even have to be. Doesn't even have to be like a fall that causes the breakage. It could just be like 
um, you move wrongly, or yeah, you could um, get hit by a door or, slightly or, too hard, or something, or you, or you, you get bumped into, and it can, it, it depending yeah. on what level of it is. Yeah, I mean Elijah, I think he's got the type one, and I mean even then his bones yeah. break very easily. Like he when he falls down the stairs, and he just sort of is lying there, just yelling in pain, you know, and, and then yeah, he's in a wheelchair like... for the rest of the film. And I feel like that's when Samuel. Um, acting really shun was when he fell over there and like you know you can actually feel the pain in that scream he does mm-hmm. yeah like, he really sells that pain um, yeah I, I really really like Mr. Glass I feel like that character in general is just a cool ass character yeah I think he's a and... very interesting and you know because he is like a villain uh... But, like, just... you see why he's a villain? Like, he's, like, you know, he was, like, the weird kid who, you know, miss who people make fun of, and he was just hoping that he wasn't the... Uh... I I feel like it's something else. I feel like he he's too... He's psychologically too wrapped up in his world that he's, he's like, right, I've got, to, I've got to have a part in my world. You know, there's got to be somebody opposite of me. That opposite person, me is the is going to be the hero because he's he's going to be inver- he's going to be strong he's going to be impervious he's going to be mm. the opposite of me so therefore yeah. he must be the hero and I must be the villain you know yeah. he's, he's that's I really like that aspect but it's actually I would it's more he's psychology he's psychologically damaged mm-hmm. yeah but you don't really know that until the end when yeah. you come to realize that he sees himself as the villain mm-hmm. and therefore he's done villainous things to find the hero yeah because you know sort of as we throughout the film you know we we uh, there's very subtle hints towards it you know they sort of reference it but they don't really go over it too much which is good i like that they don't really call attention to it and you know the first scene we have with david dunn bruce willis's character you know he is on the train, you know, we don't, and, and we don't see the crash or anything, we just sort of see it start to speed up, and then there's the aftermath where he's in the hospital, and there's that great shot of him on the bed, and, like, right in the foreground, right up against the camera, you see, like, a body, and then it just starts bleeding out, and it's like, oh, so that's the, that's, yeah, like, and they the last person. Put, yeah, and they start doing surgery, and he's, like, um, the doctor comes up to him and says, the reason why I'm talking to you is that you're soon to be the last survivor of of this train thing and you've come out with no scratches no bumps bruises no damage whatsoever yeah um and i feel like that's a really cool um but that i really like that scene um, yeah i also love the scene when he comes to real like when you know i feel like he kind of mentally blocks that he didn't have any damage from the car crash yeah like and he tries he, to he, he mentally blocked it off, and then he, when he comes to the realization, was like, "Oh wait, I didn't." Yeah, I think. And I really. Yeah, and that's sort of the peak of his character arc, and that leads on to like my favorite scene in the film, where he's in like that train, like terminal, and he's just sort of standing there, and, he, and we see all these different he, people. And he's, like, sussing them out, pretty much. Yeah, and, and, and it progressively gets worse and worse. You know, there's that woman who steals, like, a piece of jewellery. 
you know, she's a pretty crappy person. There's a guy who, like, hits a person of... A non-white person, well, a black person, because he tells them to go back to Africa. Uh, yeah. Then that we see the one, the one that I really makes me uncomfortable is with the guy. The rape and, one. Yeah, that really seeing that kind of thing portrayed in the film, we don't even see it. It's implied, and like that just is too much for me. Like it really cuts through me, and it's like, oh, that just makes me feel gross. And honestly, I'd probably beat the shit out of that kid if I knew he did it. Honestly, like because he's yeah and that but and you know and sort of how it goes like he moves away because he's like oh you know because at that point he's like jesus christ just anyone in here could have done something like that you know and he and and then he runs into the guy who the janitor and then he you know goes to deal with him and it's like i really like how the film shows that he can't help everyone like you know he sees four different criminals and he's like and he has to pick one to go after because he just can't go... He can't go stop all yeah, He's like, a guy. As much as the rape scene's a bad thing and all that, it, it's already been done. It's yeah, already exactly. done. He can't, he, can't. he can't stop it. He can't bring him to justice because there's no evidence or anything like that. Yeah. But with the, um, the janitor one, it's like, okay, it's in progress. It's just happened. Yeah. He can go save those people's lives. Yeah, there's still, which... you know, those two girls and the, and, his, and the guy and the guy's wife you know like he still can help them like whoever plays the janitor <laughs> i gotta say top notch he really does that creepy psycho aspect oh yeah, um, it was, yeah it was, I, that scene where he's like oh can i come in or whatever and like that is super unnerving just the idea of like i think for the scene for me in general is the one when you know He's just got out of the pool, and you see the Janice's upstairs, and he's, like, spitting beer onto the wife. Oh, yeah. yeah. Dead body. Well, we don't know if she's dead at the, at the time, but we... It, it's it's just, like, it's it's her, um... Just right onto her, like, where she's bound, and, like, you know, you see the sores and all that, and he's just, like, you know, streaming, spitting beer onto her, and it's like, oh, that's fucked. Yeah, and he's it's... really got that mannerisms and all that down. Yeah, I I think it really, it just like that's my favorite scene of the film is is just David Dunn in the yeah train terminal and just seeing all these different crimes. You know, I think and I think the score is really great. I think the film's got an excellent, oh, excellent score. There's some great pieces of music in it, and I think that definitely. really helps as well because because as I, as we sort of touched on before, the sixth sense is very subtle and it isn't a whole lot of you know bits there isn't that much, many pieces of music yeah and this one's more a little bit more action superhero um yeah backstory not backstory but superhero like coming to like becoming the superhero kind of thing you know it's like yeah you know it, it's really like you know he's coming to the realization that i have these powers it's, it's a coming to kind of story a little bit like he's coming to the realization that he has these powers and he can use these powers and all that kind of stuff it's pretty mm-hmm. cool i like it yeah i it's i just yeah really really yeah love the love the film i it's so many yeah i i, I also really like the scene where david's um he's lifting the weights and his son just keeps adding more weight to it and he's mm-hmm. like okay he keeps adding weight and i'm still able to lift it 
so let's just see how much we can do and then he yeah puts on all of it and and then he yeah lifts it up it's like this is you know it i yeah it's a good scene um i can't wait to watch split i remember seeing that in on the trailers for that when it came out and i remember going i actually really want to see that um it looks interesting so i can't wait to actually and then when, when i found out that it's actually part of a at the time it was a sequel kind of um and then and then when glass came out and came to the whole trilogy i was like oh wow okay yeah. We're gonna get onto that. Uh, yeah. Uh, I wonder what you'll think of yeah, Split. And... Split. Um. You know, Split isn't actually on Disney. Yeah. Unbreakable and Glasses, but Split isn't. Yeah. I'm like, that's kind of weird. It's it's on Amazon Prime, and oh, I almost just started. Um, I must just press. Um to start glass uh, because I was looking at the information about it <laughs> on my PlayStation screen. Um, yeah, so that it. was almost a mistake. Yeah. My uh, bad. Yeah, I, I, did, I really love Unbreakable. I, 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 yeah, the twist, I really like the twist and the ending. It, it's fantastic. And just the way Bruce Willis sells it when he finds out that this guy who's been helping him the entire time is actually like a really bad person. I'm like, yeah, he, he really sells yeah, it. Honestly, though, um, if I had to give it a rating, mm-hmm. I would give it, like, probably a solid six or seven. Probably a solid seven. Seven? All right. Yeah, that sounds about right. You didn't like it as much as the sixth sense from the sounds of it. You had more, yeah, problems with it. Uh, I give it a uh, ten. Yeah, I... Uh, ten, did you say? Yes, I give it a ten out of ten. Yeah, that's fair. I can totally get it. Um, I just feel like it has had a couple of things here or there that was just missing for me. Um, but overall, um, I feel like it, it's still a pretty solid movie. Yeah, no, I think it's. It, I'd be surprised if anything else by Shyamalan tops it for me but i'll find out in the next couple weeks and uh, to wrap up this week's episode signs which you Uh were shit talking before we even started recording so that's already a good sign (laughs) i found it boring i like i was saying i fell asleep twice watching it um Mm -hmm. and then i like i watched it before like just before we started recording and i fell asleep twice uh and then like throughout the movie i was like on my phone looking up every now and then but i was like on my phone or heck i was even playing my ds man i I, I recently (laughs) got a charger for it and i just started playing pokemon man yeah um i i found it pretty boring um and like it took too long to like it it took too long to introduce the aliens properly into the film kind of just blanked on most of the film like i i know the story i know kind of what happened but i just didn't really care much about it i liked it more than you then i like i i don't think it's amazing i i think it's really solid but i the twist is terrible like, I don't like it. I don't like the whole 
oh, the easy way to defeat the aliens is just by chucking water on them. It's like, oh, come on. You could have come up with something yeah. better than that, Shyamalan. Like, come the, on, my guy. The, practically the Wicked Witch of the West, man. Yeah, like... Fucking get Dorothy and Toto in there. Mate, did he just Wizard give up and was like, oh. I, 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 maybe he was just like, oh, man, I've been writing this for a while. I cannot think of what the twist should be. Um, water. Water defeats them. Easy. Done. It's just like, why? Like, you're not, like, just... Yeah, and like I've seen, I've I've known about that. That's like I've known about that for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, that that's how they're defeated. Um, I like I I've heard like you no know, the criticism of why would the race go to invade? <laughs> why would this alien race go invade a world where like eighty percent of the is it eighty percent or seventy percent? But you know, 70%. A lot. Yeah, 70%, yeah, 70% of the world is covered in water. And they go, oh, yes, let's go invade this planet. Mm. And don't, don't give me the bullshit that, oh, the aliens might have not known that they're allergic to water. And I'm like, no, that's bullshit. Like, if they're smart enough to have ways to get from planet to planet, then they're smart enough to know that they're allergic to water. <laughs> yeah um well yeah i knew it beforehand and i think the knowledge of like knowing it beforehand didn't like made me like mentally prepare for it so i wasn't annoyed by the ending because i'm like okay i know they're gonna be defeated by water that's like fine i can like live with that i guess um so I was able to enjoy the film with that knowledge. Uh, it's a, it's not... I feel like my score, when I give my score at the end, will be a tad generous, but I quite enjoyed it. I thought Joaquin Phoenix was really great. He's always he's always great in, in films. Yeah, Joaquin Phoenix is always good. You can never go too wrong with Joaquin Phoenix. I did think Mel Gibson was a bit crap, though. I don't think he was doing a particularly good job. Mm. To be honest, the acting in general uh... I wasn't a big fan of. I thought it was all fairly mediocre to be honest yeah um the kids the child acting was i i feel like a huge step backwards from you the, know the first two uh, the, yeah from yeah, the, the first two, two yeah, especially especially um bloody um what's his name Henry he played Joel Osment uh, in, in, yeah, in the sixth sense yeah yeah he's yeah he's, which i know different like I, i'm fairly sure like there were different ages and, and like, they're doing different, different things as well to be fair the kids different aren't things as much of the focus but, but still. i feel like i feel like the sixth sense was like a harder child acting experience than than that than the know, kids yeah than that movie and, and also too i think the kid in, in unbreakable is also really great i think he, he does a yeah really good job. he's pretty good yeah definitely definitely but uh, yeah, the kids weren't particularly good because Shyamalan always puts kids in his films, and sometimes they're really good, and other times they're they're not yeah, as good. Like don't wrong, like the little girl, um, she she was at that younger age where I the, she's at that age, like the kids, both the kids were at the age when I can understand bad acting and all that. Like mm-hmm. don't get me wrong, like they're at that age. Yeah, it doesn't excuse it, but you too. can understand why yeah, oh, it, they're not as good as like it could be yeah, yeah i feel like mel gibson's acting was meh 
Walking Phoenix was pretty good. I I feel like Walking Phoenix is usually pretty fantastic in most films. Yeah, again, he he's sort of like Sam Jackson, where even in uh, a not as good movie, he's always gonna do a good job. I reckon. Yeah, and yeah. like Shyamalan is in it as well. He, he's, yeah, he's in the he's in on yeah he's in yeah all of his films. We didn't really touch on his cameos in the the first two films actually. To be fair. Uh... To be honest, I didn't even notice any of his cameos. Uh, in The Sixth Sense, he's the Doctor that Tony Collette sees when she's talking about when um, after Cole has... when he was locked in the cupboard uh, and she takes him yeah, to the yeah, hospital. Yeah. yeah, so he's the yeah. Doctor. And um, in Unbreakable, he's the one who gets checked by um, David Dunn because he thinks he has drugs on him or something. Oh, uh, yeah. And then, yeah, in this one, he's the guy in the car who killed yeah, Mel Gibson's yeah, wife. Yeah, which is very strange. It's a very that's a very bizarre plot point. I feel like it doesn't yeah. quite work. I I think it honestly, this film I I like it, but it's like it kind of feels a bit meandering and a bit like eh, like I can see where he was going. Um, going for I see what he's going for. Um, I also feel like it's very generic alien sci-fi aliens come to the world yeah it's sci-fi. not like yeah. how unbreakable was a nice sort of loving own and sort of arguable arguable deconstruction of the superhero genre and i mean the sixth sense is yeah. kind of a bit you know it is also a real it's just a well 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 uh produced and well made you know horror film you know and i think Science is like it's a it's a decent alien invasion film, but it's like I've seen better. I, I I didn't like the whole Mel Gibson becoming like a pastor at the like becoming like a reverend or whatever he is. Then I didn't really like that because it's like ah oh, that's you know because he's like oh I've lost my faith and all that and, and I'm like okay well that's fine I, I kind of like that and then. Like, I don't know, I assume... And then he's like, everything's happened for a reason, you know? He's, yeah. he's got asthma to block out this poison from the yeah. alien. I don't yeah. like, like that. I assume, just based on both Signs and Wide Awake, which take place within, like, a Catholic school, that M. Night Shyamalan's probably a Christian, which isn't an inherent bad thing. Like, I don't have a problem with people who have, who but... have a religion, but, like, you know, it, I don't... I feel like it's a bit, um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Shoehorned in. It's probably, like, it doesn't really mean anything. Like, it could, like, the Mel Gibson's character being uh, a reverend doesn't actually really affect the plot in any aspect. Definitely. But, like, compare this to, say, for instance, Independence Day, right? Good alien invasion movie. Came out a couple years beforehand. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know that came out in 1996, and this came out in 2002. Mm-hmm. I feel like it just does the whole alien invasion thing way better than science. I know science is supposed to be a lot more subtle with it and all that kind of stuff. And you know, classic. Yeah, they're doing mind. very. They are kind of doing different things with it. They're doing different things, but it's the same genre, and yeah. I feel like. Independence Day just does it better. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really feel like I've got a lot to say about science. I, I watched it earlier today, and I'm kind of just like... It's uh, it's a it's a solid film, but I just don't have uh, a real... I, I don't really know what to say. I, 
I don't like the design of the aliens. They look a bit ugly looking, if I'm being honest. I also think they show them like, too much. I, I think the opposite. I feel like they don't do too much with them, you know? Mm-hmm. Don't, don't do enough with them, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Like... Uh, they show up less than in the ghosts in um, Sixth Sense, mm-hmm. and they just, you know, just, it's just, I don't think they do enough. Um, they have a generic design, uh, you know, bald, greenish, grayish, you know, lanky, tall, you know, got like that weird, you know, like the backwards knee thing going, you know. Yeah. Like your generic alien look. Yeah, I think the effects are kind of poor. They they didn't hold up then, and they still don't hold up now. (laughs) No, and yeah, the whole twist of, oh, they can be defeated by water is, like, dumb. It's a dumb twist. Yeah, it's dumb. Um, I feel like I've kind of said all I wanted to say about signs, honestly. I really, it's not as interesting to talk about, I don't feel like. It's like, it's a fine movie. It's a movie. Uh, what did you... I gave it a, a very weak 8 out of 10, which is a tad generous, I would argue, but I think it's... It's like it's a, it's a solid, well-made film. It just doesn't quite come together. I'll be generous on this one, um, <laughs> because I could see where he was going with it and what he was trying to do. Yeah. I'll give him a generous 6. Okay. That is... Yeah, seemed like you probably didn't like it as much, but... Yeah, I will admit there were some bits when I dropped the phone and actually watched the movie. (laughs) Um, But most of the movie was just boring, you know? Yeah. Boring. um, Yeah, so that is the end of the first part looking at M. Night Shyamalan's career. (laughs) They've got two more parts for this. Next week will be the next five films in his direct... And we're only talking about his directorial work, so we're not going to talk about Stuart Little, which he's a writer on, Devil, which is all, he's also a writer on, and Servant, which is I... a TV show that he's a producer on. I didn't know about Stuart Little. Yeah, he it came out the same year as The Sixth Sense. <laughs> he's a writer on that, and The Sixth Sense, and... He, I... Yeah. I did not know that. I loved Stuart Little as a kid. Um... Mm. I will maybe watch it for part three, where I'll discuss it briefly then, but I thought I'll just go with his directorial work, because that's the only stuff that I'm really interested in. That's the major stuff. Yeah, so that's, yeah, next week we'll be looking at, yeah, all the next five films, which I believe are The Village, Lady in the Water, The Happening, The Last Airbender, and After Earth, and then part three we'll be looking at his last four films, The Visit, Split, Glass and old, and then we'll be on to February. Oh, is isn't old about that beach that yeah. turns people? Yeah, I, I haven't seen, seen it actually. I'm I'm very interested in it because I haven't seen it, and I wonder where I'll land on it. Uh, thank you all for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this one. Uh, check out all the previous ones. I did a two-part review of the year. Aaron was on. Uh, did you talk about three films, or did you just talk about two? You definitely uh, we did Thor and we did Avatar. I think that was it, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. And yeah, um, I think that's it. one of those he was far more positive on than the other. And you'll have yeah. to go listen to see which is which.
so yeah thank you all for listening yeah, hey. and uh thank you aaron for joining me again it's great to have it's great to have always you on. a pleasure and i will see all of you guys in the next one goodbye